Welcome to the new. Every experience with God's Word promises to be refreshing and transformational. Receive today's message with high expectations as it brings power, light, and a fresh anointing to your life. Can we just lift up our hands and just worship God this evening? Father, we give you praise. We give you thanks. Offer him the fruit of your lips this evening. Thank you, Jesus. Bring up your expectations to God this evening that you've come to receive from him. Not from any man, but from him alone. From him alone. Because he's the one who is able to give liberty. The Bible says in the presence of the Lord, there is freedom and there is liberty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise for today. We thank you, Lord, for what you're set to do. In our midst, Father, we give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for another time together in your presence. Thank you, Lord, because your word says that the entrance of your word gives light. Father, we ask today as we delve into your word that we receive light in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you, Lord, as we've come before you, Lord, we will not go back the same way we have come in Jesus' name. Lord, we ask that you have your way in our midst in the name of Jesus. And you meet everyone here at the point of their need in the mighty name of jesus and at the end of the day we'll have cause to glorify your holy name and we'll be strengthened in the power of your might in the name of jesus amen hallelujah you may please be seated in god's presence glory to god how many of us are excited to be in church this evening glory to god all right, please, if you are here, kindly share the link once again. And if you're also online watching, please share the link um, across your social media platform so that people can benefit from the word, people can hear the word, and they can be blessed in Jesus' name. Um, I'd like to say, um, thank PS for giving me this opportunity again. Please, can we give a round of applause to PS? Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, you can please be seated. I just want to say something, and I know that he's not expecting me to say this. I didn't even think I was going to say it, but I just feel like I should say it. You know, on Sunday when I was in church and after service, even while I was, you know, on pulpit preaching, you know, I was just remembering when I first met my husband. Well, he wasn't my husband then, but I remember the image that, you know, he was to me at the time. and. When I look at my life now, I'm really grateful for him. I'm really grateful for the role that he played in my life. And he played a very significant role. Like I always say, he's my first disciple. And so I'm really grateful to God. And please let me help me appreciate him one more time. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right, may please be seated. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Ancient words ever true. 
changing me and changing you we have come with open hearts all at the ocean words in parts ocean words ever true changing me Father, we give you praise. You know, it's the only the word that has the capacity to change a man. The word of God is powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. It can change your life. The word of God is true. It's quick. It's powerful. And I want you this evening, you know, as the word has been said, that you put your expectations before God. Because truly your life can be changed. Hallelujah. Your life can be changed through the word of God. Through the word of God. God's word is powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. So powerful. So powerful. And whatever it is you're going through this, you know, in this season of your life, I just want you to trust God. God can be trusted. He can be trusted. God can be trusted. Thank you. I don't even know why I'm crying, but I mean, I guess it's the working of the Holy Spirit. God can be trusted. God can be trusted. Say to yourself, God can be trusted. God can be trusted. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter how long the challenge has been there. It doesn't matter how weak you feel in your spirit. It doesn't matter. God can be trusted and God will come through for you. Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, today we're talking. Okay, we, can we have our confessions before I forget? Media, please help me. We always get carried away and we forget um, to read our confessions. The, the confessions we read before the word, that is. no this is not it the one we read before the word starts my eyes and ears are open no I don't okay okay is it on the screen can we all read together ears are anointed to see and hear the sounds, instructions, and announcements of heaven. I am the new, and all things are new for me. I carry the life of God in me, hence my life is God's life. My mind is the mind of Christ, and my hands are God's hands. 
take a look at my life, it's the life of God. The zeal of the Lord is eager towards me and has performed these functions in my life. I am the new, full of joy, hope, love, grace, and peace. I dispense God's love and greatness in my city. For I and the children that the Lord has given to me, we are for signs and wonders. We are the new, and I love this church. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many of us are excited to be in God's presence this evening? Hallelujah. Praise God. Let me shake off all of that melancholy feeling. Hallelujah. <laughs> all right, today we're talking about how to deal with or dealing with discouragement by faith. Hallelujah. How many of us have, you know, been, have gone back to the message on Sunday, Sunday message, and you've been using the analogy of the ATM that I shared um, on Sunday. Um, and so today we're going to be talking about dealing with discouragement by faith dealing with discouragement by faith. I mean, discouragement is something that everyone goes through. It's a universal phenomenon. It's not something that is, you know, just limited to only believers alone. It's, it happens to everybody. You know, it happens to everybody. Believers and non-believers alike, poor and the rich, old and young, small and big, large and, and what's and petit. <laughs> Thank you. It happens to everyone. And so discouragement is not something peculiar to us. It's not it's peculiar to human beings. Hallelujah. Praise God. So what is discouragement? Discouragement is a loss of confidence or enthusiasm towards something. Do you have your writing materials here? Are you writing? <laughs> Are you writing? right to right praise god it, discouragement means a loss of confidence or enthusiasm towards something you know when you feel discouraged you can feel a form of dejection you can feel you can feel weary in your spirit you can feel weary in your in your heart and so like i said earlier so this you know this loss of confidence and enthusiasm happens to everyone and i'm sure everyone here can bear witness with me that you've at one point in your life you've experienced discouragement right if you have experienced discouragement let me see your hands up okay so it's everybody agrees with me all right so we go through discouragement from time to time but it's very important that we do not let discouragement take a hold on us hallelujah it's very very important you know there's a difference between when you are being discouraged and when um, discouragement has you. When you're being discouraged, at least you're, you have some form of control. But when discouragement has you, then it has control over you. Hallelujah. And we don't want to be there. Glory to God. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be there. We don't want discouragement to have control over us. Hallelujah. We don't want it. I have many notes, so I have to. And so we must deal with discouragement through the word of God. Someone say, deal with discouragement through the word of God and through the leadership of the Holy Spirit. 
Hallelujah. That is how we deal. We must deal with discouragement. Praise God. And so let us open our Bibles to Nehemiah 4 verse 6 and just see um, a story in the Bible that talks about discouragement. Discouragement. Nehemiah 4 verse 6. It's a long read, but I'll try and... It says, so we built the wall and the entire wall was joined together to half its height for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, and the Ashdodites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were, being, were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. So we see in this scripture, we see, you know, we see Nehemiah who God instructed and said, you know what, well, go back to Jerusalem and build these walls for me. God gave him a vision and he told his people, he went round, you know, to sightsee what the things that were required, you know, and they had started to build and they had gotten to the point, to the midpoint. And then he said, this set of people decided, decided to arise Sambalat and Tobias or Tobias, not Tobias and the Arabs and the Ammonites you know and then all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion next verse nevertheless we made our prayer to our God and because of them we set a watch against them day and night hallelujah then Judah said we see in the scripture that they had gotten to a midpoint in the cause, you know, of the vision that God had given um, Nehemiah. And we see that this is sometimes where discouragement sets in. When we start a new project, we are all hyped up, right? We're all, all excited. When you get a new job, you're, you're excited. You're, I mean, you got a new job, they are paying you like 500K per month or a million per month. And you're excited about it. You're enthusiastic. Praise God. God gives you a vision. He gives you an assignment. He says for you to start. And when you start, you're always, there's just that energy to start. And you're always excited. But where discouragement usually sets in is in the middle of it. And we see that in this scripture. That they have built the wall to a midpoint. Hallelujah. And usually when discouragement happens, it happens either because there's an event that occurs or either because you've been trying something but it didn't work out, right? Those are usually the two things that happen that sets discouragement to come in. Praise God. So in this case, we see that an event occurred and that event was the rise of Sambala, Tobiah and the Arabs and the Ammonites. That they saw that these people is like they are making progress. So we need to put a stop to it. Glory to God. Let's go on. Then Judah said, the strength of the laborers is failing. And there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall. And our adversary said, they will neither know nor see anything till we come into their midst and kill them and cause the work to cease. 
do you see that do you see that there's an agenda for that for that for that um how will i put it now for that interjection there is an agenda it's for them to cease work glory to god as we go on you get where i'm going to so it was when the jews were dwelt near them when the jews who dwelt near them came they told us ten times from whatever place you turn they will be upon you therefore i positioned men behind the lower parts of the wall glory to god at the opening and i set the people according to their families with their sword their spears and their bows just hold on a bit let me just you know piggyback a bit you know i said that oh through the scripture we see that we saw that something happened an event happened but we see before that this happened that these people the bible said these people had the mind to work they had the mind to work but something happened that caused them to be discouraged glory to god so discouragement happens when we are frustrated in our vision write it down how does discouragement happen it happens when we are frustrated in our vision number two discouragement happens when we lose our confidence and we see that um can we can you go back to where he says and judah said when we lose our confidence when Nehemiah was sent to do this, this, you know, this, um, this, when God gave Nehemiah this vision and this work to do, it, God, it, the, God gave him that vision. And that was what he was writing. And I remember what I said to you on Sunday. I said that when God gives you a mandate or when God instructs you, that word is all you need to get what needs to, that word is all you need to get that thing done. That word is your anchor your faith should be in that word right but then we see it says then judah said the strength of the laborers is failing and there is so much rubbish that we are not able to build the wall so we see here that the, their focus changed right their focus now changed to what they were doing to their strength to their abilities and a lot of times when we encounter discouragement our focus changes it shifts to what it shifts to what is not working it shifts to ourselves we look to ourselves and we forget that it's not really in ourselves but in the faith of the word that God has given to us when we first started hallelujah so discouragement happens when we lose confidence. Well, you see, discouragement in itself is not bad. Because, like I said, it is something that happens. Is The Bible says you will go through tribulations and trials. And so when you go through tribulations, there's that, you know, there's a, there's some points at, at that point where you be you feel discouraged, you feel disappointment, you feel cast down. Hallelujah. But what makes it a problem is when we decide to stay discouraged. That's where the problem is. 
Because that is your decision. It's a decision that you made. And like I always say to you guys, when we go through things, one of the things that God can bless you with is perspective. When God gives you perspective, even when you are going through hard things, you have joy, you have peace. Perspective. Glory to God. So the decision to remain discouraged is where the problem is. Hallelujah. Are you following me? And when you stay discouraged, like I said earlier, it makes you focus on the problem. And focusing on the problem doesn't make the problem go away, does it? It doesn't. The problem will just be looking at you as you, are look, as you decide to stay discouraged. It's looking at you too. Uh, oh yeah, so what's the next thing? Because it doesn't solve any problem. It doesn't. It's just like when you're worrying about something. The Bible, the, you know, scripture says that how many of you by worrying can add a cubit to your height? Worrying doesn't do anything. What worry does is that it over, over, um, it makes the problem looks bigger than it is. Glory to God. So discouragement makes us lose confidence. Another thing that, um, this, um, that happens is that discouragement happens when there is a loss of strength. There's a loss of strength. You don't just have the desire to go on anymore. Either because you've tried and tried and tried and tried and you're just like, you know what? I don't think I can do this anymore. Boy, is a lie. You can do it. Say, I can do it. Say, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to list three things that discouragement does. Number one discouragement saps out your energy and your vision we see in the book of first kings 19 and verse 10 we see what happened to almighty elijah who had called down fire and had cut off all the heads of all the priests but this same elijah jezebel approached him and said i swear by the gods that i will cut i will do the same thing that you did to this priest i'm going to do it to you and what did elijah do elijah ran that's what discouragement does you run it almighty you know when i read that scripture i was like ah, somebody that you know it's like someone that raised up the dead now now say that one demon is and then you run away ah, glory to god that's what happened to almighty elijah So discouragement saps our energy and our vision. So he, 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 uh, he ran away. He left, in, as in he carried his servant. He went to drop his servant at Bathsheba. And then he traveled at night so that he would not be seen. That's what discouragement does. Glory to God. Number two, discouragement consumes your time. It consumes your time. The Bible says that the devil has come to steal, kill, then to destroy. People who know me know that scripture very well. When the devil wants to start with you, he starts by stealing first. You know when the rat is, wants to take something, he's just blowing breeze. <laughs> Boy, he's called, that's what the, that is the tactics of the devil and it never changes. That's how he starts. 
so it steals your time it keeps you grounded and keeps you from doing what you're supposed to do so when they were building the wall and they heard that Sambalat and Tobiah were planning they could have remained there they could have wasted time when they were focusing on their energy and said that the people are weary they are tired they could have wasted time they could have said okay you know what ah, this thing no I don't think we're going to do let's at least take cover for ourselves but we see what happened later I'm gonna go get there in time so it, discouragement makes you waste time a lot of times when I'm discouraged sometimes I find myself just sitting down and be doing pity party with myself but like I said it doesn't do anything what you're supposed to be doing you're not doing it hallelujah number three is that discouragement can be contagious if you are discouraged it affects the environment of your home people cannot talk to you it even affects the people around you hallelujah it's contagious and that's why you hear people complain people say all sorts because when you are discouraged see the thing about the kingdom of God or the gospel or one of the things I've realized is that when you're in the kingdom usually it's your actions have to be opposite do you understand what I mean you always have to act opposite to what you're supposed to act right because we know that we are not our feelings we are primarily a spirit. Glory to God. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. So what must give you direction is your spirit. Glory to God. So discouragement can be contagious. hallelujah thank you Lord and so in dealing with um, discouragement I find that of course when you're discouraged it's very important or let me put it this way with discouragement there are two folds to it we can we, we can be tender towards it which is okay you know when you've been discouraged, it's good for you to be comforted. I mean, you acknowledge your feelings. I mean, if you're, it's a feeling and it's valid, right? It's valid. It's your feelings. And so you should acknowledge. I'm not saying that when you feel the um, disappointment, you shouldn't you ignore your feelings. If you ignore it, it will come back to you. Glory to God. Other times, we need to be tough. Other times, we need to be tough. And this is where I'm going to tabernacle. Because you see, we live in a generation where we overemphasize our feelings. We overemphasize the situations. We, we caress our emotions too much. We overcompensate our feelings. But we forget when we are doing these things is to seize it is to seize the work to stop or is to stop the work or to cease from working like the scripture we read earlier glory to God and we see that um, discouragement and one of the things that you know I find because 
Discouragement is, doesn't always stop at discouragement. From discouragement, it moves to despair. And then from despair, you move to, de- to, de- um, to depression. And then you wallow in it. And then you say, I'm depressed. I'm going through depression. I'm going through depression. And then it becomes, now it's not a thing. I'm depressed. It's like a slang. I'm not, I'm going through, I've been, I've been going through depression for like some days. I just need to cool off. How do you want to cool off? Is it by calling a pity party? Is it by sitting down in front of your TV and watching Netflix? It's not going to resolve any problem. It's not going to, res- it's not going to give you a solution. It's just massaging your emotions. Massaging your emotions and you're not going anywhere. You're just going around in circles. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And so you must not overemphasize those feelings because, see, it is a trap. I'm not saying you should have been comforted. Even the, I'm going to get there because one of the ways that you're going to be comforted, you're going to, be, you're going to get over discouragement is through comfort from scriptures. But you see, if you go through discouragement, you have, you have to be healed right. There's something that Pastor May said during, I think it was um, um, next, um, supernatural or I can't remember if it was supernatural sometimes. She said, if you're offended, there's a way to heal right. When you are discouraged, there's a way to be healed right. So when you are, when you overcompensate your feelings, there's a, there's a thin line between, you know, nurturing that feeling, accepting comfort and, and the trap that there is. Because it's a trap. Don't forget it. It's a trap. It wants you to remain grounded. That situation wants you to remain grounded. And you know, sometimes it's not even the devil, it's just the way life is. Because sometimes it's not devil that it's not everything that happens that devil has his handwriting on. Sometimes it's just life. Glory to God. So no 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 self-pity. And rather than staying in that trap, you rise up. Come on, tell someone, rise up. Rise up. And I know it's easier said than done. That's why I said in the kingdom of God, it's like you have to do opposite of what you are feeling. And that's why I said you're a spirit. Glory to God. Let me share an example with you guys. So for over a very long time, I mean... I've had everyone who knows me and who knows my business knows that there's one particular thing I'm always complaining about. And it is staff. I'm always weary. If, if you ask me, Mrs. Oh, I always walk. I always wonder, mm. because my problem has always been the adequate staff. And so one day, I mean, I was, I mean, I was well, always on it, back to back. I mean, I had a conversation with my husband. I said, babe, I think this is the next. Because it's like, <laughs> God, God is so faithful. It's like, after I see a, a green light, when I feel like something is going to happen, it's like, it would just, something would, my, my hope would just be dashed. Then I'll just gather another momentum again. Next thing would go like that, like that, like that for so long, for over years. 
you know, and then one day, I can't remember what, I think something happened and then I was, I was just really sad and I was like, ah, I don't know. Then I was chatting with my husband, I told him what happened because he was at home and I was in the office and I'm telling him something uh, that there was someone I caught and this person is not around, this person just this and everything. And so my husband said, what do you want to do? Do you know what I did? I wrote, I was typing and I said, I don't even know again. But you know, something happened. It was like the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, why, why are you writing this thing? This is what you have always written. So I cleared and I said, you know what? I will crack this thing. That's what I told him. And then he, when I said, I know my husband now, when I said it, he was like, mm, yes, that's it. That's the spirit. And I cracked it. Glory to God. That's the spirit you must have. I said to myself, I said, people that are doing this, they don't have two heads, do they? Because what's going to happen is I'm going to go back to the same place I've always been, in the state of discouragement, in the place of despair. But I chose not to. I said, I'm going to rise above this and I'm going to crack this and I'm going to get it. And the moment I made that decision, something cracked open. Glory to God. That's the tenacity I want you to have. That's the determination I want you to have. As the new members, we are not raising weaklings. We are not raising weaklings. We are, we are, we are raising military militants, like I said. We are raising soldiers. And soldiers don't give up in the face of war. You don't. I know that this message, you're not expecting me to speak like this. You're expecting me to massage your emotions. But where has massaging your emotions gotten you to? Nowhere. I'm not saying you shouldn't acknowledge your feelings. That's not what I'm saying. But after acknowledging your feelings, do what is next. Rise up and do the opposite of your feelings because you, your feelings doesn't win. It's your faith that wins. Your feelings will never win. It's your faith. That will win. Glory to God. When I look back at my life now, when I think about my life, I'm like, all things work together for my good. Please open Romans 8 verses 28. We know that scripture. We all know the scripture. Romans 8 28. Can you open it for me in the TPT translation, please? TPT, you don't have the TPT. Okay, I'm just going to read from NKJV. It says, and we know that all things work together for good for those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for your good. In the moments when you're going through that situation, it doesn't look like all things are working together for your good, right? But when you look back, how many of you can just look back at those situations that you went through and then you think back and be like, actually, all things were actually working together for my good. There's no disappointment. There's no trial. There's nothing that goes to waste. What the devil, what the enemy tried to make for, for evil, God turned it around for your sake. God would always turn it around for your sake. Always. You know, there's someone who you know, um, that I know personally that I have a close relationship with who something really severe happened to. And she just asked me a question, Mrs. Mrs. O, what was God looking at when all of these things happened to me? I said, I don't know. Because I really don't know. 
There are some answers that I don't know. I'm not God. Right? But I said, all things work together for your good. And when she looks back, looks back now, and we talk about it, and we gist. I mean, that girl has used my eyes to show, she has show me pepper. But you know, it's part of the work as a pastor. You, 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 you allow some peppering, right? But now when, you, when she looks back now, she's like, oh my God, Mrs. Oh, I, now I see it in hindsight. I see that all things truly work together for my good. Let, so the TPT translation says, so we are convinced that every detail of our life is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. You see that? For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his design purpose. Glory to God. Every detail, everything, every tiny thing, even the ones you think that God doesn't see. And that's why sometimes when I see God's goodness, I say God is mindful of me. His mind full, his mind is full of me. Full of me. In the little things. God is mind, say to yourself, God is mindful to me. God is mindful of me. Tell your neighbor, God is mindful of you. Hallelujah. God is mindful of you. When, when there was a time, I, I remembered I, I, I got into a competition and it was a fashion competition and, you know, I got into it the first year and I did everything. I mean, I think I remember I did a shoot upstairs here. I did a shoot. I mean, I was so excited. I was so, I mean, I was looking forward to earning, um, getting the, being the winner because the, the winner will get to go to um, London, London College of Fashion and then they'll give you like a part scholarship for a particular course or any course of your choice. So I did it. And then I was hoping that, okay, I'll win. And lo and behold, I was what? I was discouraged. I didn't get it. And I was so angry. I was so angry with God. No, not angry with God. I was just angry with the situation. Like, why? I mean, I worked so hard. I did everything. I even got a model. Like, I did everything. But I didn't win. And then the next year came. And, of course, I saw it again, but I was like, me, I'm not, oh, I'm not doing no, please, 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 just stay on your, I'm not, I'm not even thinking about it. Then the Holy Spirit asked me, what makes you think that you cannot win this time? I struggled with this, I said, I don't know if I can win, I don't know, it's you, you just leave me, I'm not doing that. This, I want to save myself the heartache. And some of you, all you just need to do is just step in. You're holding on because you think that you can do it in yourself. It's not in yourself. Remember what I said on Sunday? I said, God doesn't really need you. All he needs is a representative so that it does not look like he's, 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 he's counter, he's doing what he's not supposed to do based on the principle that he has laid. A spirit doesn't have access to this realm. He needs a body, right? So God doesn't really need you. And I gave an example of Joshua that when he went to fight the battles, that God killed the more people died of hailstones than the people that the children of Israel fought. Will you, will you say that it was by their arm that they brought those people down? No. Hallelujah. It's to show you the, 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 the mightiness of God, if there's any word like that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, I 
with all the faith in my heart. I mean, I remember I spoke to one of my friends. I was like, okay, I, this time I really wanted to do everything in my power because, I mean, I was, of course, God had told me and I was walking with that word. So I called my friend. I said, okay, this, this is, this is, she told me, okay, this is fine. This is good. And then, then I did it and then I submitted. To my amazement, <laughs> even me, I know that nobody could beat me. Nobody. There was nobody. No, 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 no. Nobody. Nobody could match up to me. Glory to God. And it was like, when I, of course, I, I, was, I became the winner, and then I, of course, I traveled and everything. But this time, it was like God was saying, I wanted you, just like Pierre, so we said, I wanted you to come as a king. I wanted you to come as a king. I wanted it to be that when they see, they'll be like, ah, ah no, nobody can test me. This, this was obviously the best. So a discouragement is not a setback. It's not the end. It's not the end. And you must have the right perspective. Glory to God. Psalms 55 verse 22. Psalms 55 verse 22. Okay. I'm on time. Psalms 55 verse 22. Psalms 55 verses 22. It says, cast your burden on the Lord and he shall sustain. Someone say sustain. He shall sustain you. He shall never permit the righteous to be moved. Glory to God. What does it mean to sustain? It means to strengthen or support physically or mentally. is going to sustain he says all you just need to do is bring the burden to me i will sustain you i will strengthen you there's sometimes that you have disappointment and if god you know when you're discouraged god sometimes won't won't um there won't be an immediate solution but god will give you the strength to walk through it no matter how painful it is no matter how difficult it is it's going to sustain you someone say sustain He will strengthen and support you. And that strength will make you, and, that's, that, and God is going to strengthen you so much that he will not cause you to be moved. Because like I said earlier, the plan of the devil or the plan of life is that you should be moved. It's that works you seize. It's that your faith should be shaken. But there's such a strength that when God strengthens you, you cannot be moved. You still stand on his promises and say, I know that my God will come through for me. I know that all things work together for my good. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the assurance that we have in Christ Jesus. Bring your burdens. So my invitation to you this evening is bring your burdens. Lay it at the feet of the Father and let him sustain you through it. And as he sustains you, you will never be moved. I don't care how long that situation has been. What the devil wants you to do is that you, you, you waste time. 
you have to make a decision, like I said, not to be, not to remain discouraged, but to let the Lord sustain you. Hallelujah. Glory. And that's why, you know, it matters how, you know, how, how you were introduced to God. Because, you know, you're introduced to God by people's lenses. Someone tells you that God is a miracle worker, which is great, which is true. You see? But you see, it's just like, for instance, when I meet, let's say I meet Mrs. Show now. And someone tells me that Mrs. Show is such a lovely person. Mrs. Show is, or they say Mrs. Show is, she's very sassy. She doesn't talk to people like that. And then for some reason, <laughs> for some reason I meet her. And then I experience another dimension of Mrs. Show. That's how God is. I experience God, the discipler. I experience God, the teacher. I experience God, the helper. So when you experience God in all these dimensions, there's something it does to your conviction. It makes you ground solid, not shaken. Glory to God. So that's why you must know God for yourself. And not only see God through the eyes of other people. You must experience, you know, they say when you experience God, now when you are going through tribulations, when, when you've seen the hand of God in your life, you are not perturbed. It's like an anchor. Like Job said, do he slay me? Do he slay me? You know, I was having, someone posted something today on Insta, on WhatsApp and she said something about this life that I live is now, I live, I live in the faith of the son of God. And she said something about, um, if I perish, I perish. Then I said, this is the highest form of consecration a man can ever make. Because if your assignment and the will of God concerning you is to perish and you accept it, then you are fully consecrated to God's assignment and God's will. Because that's what Jesus did. That's what he did. That's what he did. Glory to God. So you must know God for yourself. Hallelujah. You must know God for yourself. And when you know God for yourself, the people who you have been hearing God from, God can give you an instruction and they will understand it. But you know that I know this man, he's the one who told me. And then when they, you now do it and they, they see the results, they say, eh, ah, we didn't know. That's why you must know God. Preach to your neighbor, say, know God. And in 2023, as a church, you will, you will know God. Tell your neighbor, say, you will know God. It's by fossil. It's by fire. You must know this God. Hallelujah. You must. You must know this God. You must know this Oromanisha fire. You must know him. So like Job, you lose everything in one day. You get sick. People mock you. People abuse you. It doesn't matter because you'll still be standing. You will still be standing. You will still be standing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me run now. I want you to imagine discouragement as being choked. 
as being choked. You see what the Bible says when Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. He says there's one who, so, um, let's open the Bible to Matthew 13 verse 7. He said there are, one, there are some that fell among thorns and they choked it. That's what discouragement does. To choke out what you have received. Say I refuse to be choked. Say I refuse to be choked out of my destiny. Glory to God. So when you are being choked, that's not the, it's not at that time that you'll be thinking that I want to go and sit down in front of Netflix and be, and be eating popcorn, right? When you are being choked, what do you do? You fight for your life. You fight for your destiny. You fight, that's the attitude because it, 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 you fight. You fight. You don't just sit down and call a pity party and try to get attention so that people can rob you and massage your emotions. Please bear in mind, I'm not downplaying what's going on with you. But you fight for your life. Just that's what discouragement does. Trying to reap you. Trying to take you before your time. Glory to God. So what you do is that you dislodge the obstruction so that you can what? You can breathe. And, and, and if you're not even able to do that, then somebody will come and help you do the um, healer, what was it called that thing? Hylum Manova or something like that. No. Hemluk, I wrote the pronunciation. Hemluk, yes. Hemluk Manova. That thing that is like... So that you think <laughs> someone would do someone will help you do that and that's why you need people in your life that would encourage you you need the scriptures you need to be surrounded by people that will cough out that thing out of you glory to God so how do we deal with encouragement as much as you don't want to hear it the cure, the ultimate cure for discouragement is what? Is what? Is your faith. Is your faith. Because you see, when you've gone through trials and tribulation, when you've gone through all of those sad things, those bad things that has made your heart sorrowful, you have nothing else again but to believe, right? But to have faith in even that word. Because not having faith in that word too will not produce anything, right? So your faith is what dislodges discouragement. Glory to God. And so number one, one of the ways to deal with discouragement, number one, understanding the revelation of the love of God. The love of God. Let's open our Bibles to 1 John 3, 1. I think I read this scripture, I think last week. You know, talking about you being a child of God. 1 John 3, verses 1. Aya barushke tamela tuzi bronde kezo kotia. Embroski tilambatizi vrando pretiza vande kisu brindi kato melejija. 
Vestus ki brande bradomina kovila shike sivrunimentos ke bilando velije benekoji ezivari vrande parus vina ketila kuvish vendovate avava bila kabina vuski ba apendi viruski endove epokoshke avele minantos ke keduzi vredishki paka avele manto veza uski tande ikruski de ruske pango ki kaduski la ata arenana namiku Sikale koriski tika emboko akei kisikatila haika. There's someone here. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You've gone through so much. You've gone through so much, so much, so much that it's like choking you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, but what the Holy Spirit said to me says that you've 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 tried to get. You've tried to. Um, you slipped into vices. You know, and those vices have they've tried to comfort you in a in a way, but you see, those vices don't have the answer to what you need. I have the answer to what you need. That's what the Lord said I should say to you. I have the answers to what you need. So the Lord is calling you out. Bring your burden and let him sustain you. Glory to God. Glory to God. First John 3, 1. First John 3, 1. First John 3, verses 1. It says, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us, that we should be called children of God, Therefore, the world does not know us because it does not know him. He says, what manner of love? God loves you. When you anchor your life and when you anchor your spirit and you anchor your faith on the love and the revelation of the love of Christ, it builds hope in you. It builds hope in you. It builds faith in you that God loves me. Sometimes when I'm going through situations and when I don't even understand even when I don't have the words, there's that song that says, even when my heart is, um, even when I don't have the words to sing loud and clear, I will still sing your praise. That God loves me. Can I say the message translation? God loves me. So when you have a revelation of the love of God, that God is your father and he loves you, it helps you through your discouraging seasons. It helps you stand strong in faith. Glory to God. He said, what marvelous love the Father has extended to us. Glory to God. Just look at it. We are called children of God. That's who we really are. You are a child of God. Hallelujah. Romans 8 verse 32. Romans 8.32 Can I, Okay, NKJV please Thank you Lord Okay, yeah It says, who did not spare his own son But delivered him up for us all How shall he not with him give us Freely give us all things These are the scriptures that you can meditate on Of the love of, of the Father 
The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. God loves you. It may not make sense. It may not make, it doesn't always make sense, actually. Thinking about it. It doesn't always make sense. But in the end, it will make sense. Glory to God. Number two. Number one is understanding the re- and having a revelation of the love of God. Number two is comfort through scriptures. The Bible was given to us so that we can go through the encouragement of the scriptures that we might have faith and hope. Isaiah 40 verses 28 to 31. Isaiah 40. Lord have you not known have you not heard the everlasting God the the Lord the creator of the ends of the earth neither faints nor is weary his understanding is unsearchable he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength glory to God even the youth shall faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and shall not be weary they shall walk and not faint glory to God he says those who wait upon the Lord 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 so when you bring your burdens to him and you wait on him He's able to increase your strength. Because when we say be courageous, being courageous means you take on something in spite of the fear. Right? But when you are discouraged, it means that you lack the energy and the strength. So he's saying that those who wait upon the Lord, their strength shall be renewed. One of the ways the Holy Spirit explained to me is that he says, um, uh, let, let's go to the next verse. Okay, yes, yeah, leave it. He says, "They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary." So you will be running so much, and people will be like, "Oh, you're running so much, but you will not be weary." A normal human being will run the way you are running, and they'll get tired. But with you, you have so much strength that you will not be weary. So the strength is not based on your own abilities; it's based on the spirit of God. And that's what happens when you comfort yourself with scriptures. The Bible is full of comforting scriptures. David said, my soul, why are you downcast? He says, but hope in God. Hope in God. That whole passage, he was lamenting about how his, his heart is downcast, his soul is sorrowful, but he said, hope in God. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they will not faint. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. This is the assurance that we have. I have a scripture for when I'm discouraged. You should have one. And my own is Isaiah 41, verse 10. 
Isaiah 41 verse 10. When I'm going through trials and tribulations, when, when this is my anchor scripture because God gave it to me. God gave it to me. So when I'm downcast, when I don't know what is happening, when I feel troubled, when I feel like I lack energy, I come. I say, fear not for I am with you. I am with you. It says, even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even though I will be with you. Hallelujah. Be not dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I would help you. I would uphold you with my righteous right hand. I will uphold you. It's no longer me. It's him upholding me. Upholding me, yes. It's him, not me anymore. Because in my own ability, I'm not able to do anything. So you get comfort through scriptures. We see in the book of Joshua, when Moses died, God, um, God told Mo- um, um, Joshua, he said, be strong and be courageous. Be strong and be courageous. Don't be afraid. Do not fear. Then something interesting happened. I started to see that even Joshua started to say to the children of Israel, glory to God. Because when you take in the word so much, you become the word. You become the word. You become the word. You start to speak the word. He started to encourage the children of Israel. He said, Me, I was like, it's not you that God was saying, don't be, don't be, don't be, be strong and be courageous. And now he's saying it to the people. Glory to God. So you must not let the word of God slip through. Let it be your focus. I know it's very difficult. I know uh, it's very easy. As I'm saying now, it's sweet. But when you enter it like this, well, I don't want to see any scripture. Please don't leave me. But like I said, you do the opposite. Because you are what? You are a spirit. Clap for yourself. You're getting it. You're getting it. Hallelujah. Number three. I think I stole this one from P.S. Worship is the best therapy. Worship is your best therapy. When you don't have words to say, just go before God. Just go before. How many of you has that helped? You go before God and just worship Him. Just worship Him. Worship is a form of warfare. Say to your neighbor, worship is a form of warfare. The Bible says we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And the warfare you are fighting is that that discouragement is meant to make you grounded, but you refuse to say, you say no to it. That's warfare. Your worship. And one of the things that worship does is that it changes your perspective too. It shifts your focus and your attention from yourself to God. So when you are downcast, when you don't know what to do, when you're feeling bad, when you're feeling sad, go toward God in the place of worship. Like you don't have to say anything. Has this happened to you sometimes that you want to pray? And what the Holy Spirit is asking you to do is not prayer, it's worship. And then it starts to address things that even you didn't even know. Worship. 
That's how to deal with the discouragement. Go before your father. He's your father. He's your father. I know it hurts deep down. I feel your pain in my spirit as I'm speaking. But go before him. You can do that this night or before we end service today. Just go before him. And cast your burden down. Glory to God. Number four. Practice his presence. Psalm 16 verses 11. Thank you, Lord. Hey. When the glory comes, there'll be no words to say. When the comes there'll be no words to say when the glory comes there'll be no words to say oh come on just lift up your hands to your father this evening of God there's fullness of joy there's fullness of joy 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 in the presence of God you can trade your sorrows for his for his joy you can trade your sadness your depression the discouragement for his joy he's the one who gives that joy Ayarada Bushketa. Psalm 1611. We come. There'll be no words to say. Alerusketa Mahaya. He says, You will show me the part of life in your presence is fullness of your of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Please believe the word. Please. One of the things I want to beg you, the new, please believe the word of God because the word of God is able to change your life the word of God is able to change your situations your even though it doesn't change your situation it changes you it changes you I am a product of the word of God when the glory comes there'll be no words to say Oh, 
thank you God and the last one is dare to believe again glory to God dare to believe again go back to what he said and continue like you never left dare to believe again dare to believe again when Moses killed the Egyptian he ran away but God called him back and sent him this time and said go and tell them I am that I am glory to God glory to God glory to God dare to believe again don't let the enemy choke you don't let the enemy cut short the assignment that he has given to you hallelujah come and rise up to your feet this evening there'll be no words to say come on lift up your hands to God and I want you to just lift up your burdens to God this evening he says come unto me all ye that labor and I have a lady and I will give you rest I will sustain you I will strengthen you through it all even when it doesn't make sense I will strengthen you I will give you perspective lift up your voice to God this evening and lay your burdens down lay your burdens down and say Lord I'm coming before you oh God I lay it down before you God strengthen me for the journey ahead as I wait upon you strengthen me I want to walk and not be weary I want to run and not faint oh God help me Lord Jesus because I know that this life I cannot run it on my own energy I need you God I need you God I need you God I do not want to be choked by the enemy I want to stand strong in the faith I want to put on the whole armor of God I want to wear the shield of faith so I can quench every fiery doubt I know it's not going to be easy I know the road is not going to be easy but I dare to trust in you I dare to have faith in you oh God when the glory comes there'll be no words to say oh Father, we give you praise this evening. We come before you, O oh God, to lay our burdens down. And we ask that you help us, O oh God, in our journey, in our cause, and the visions that you've set before us, O oh God. However, way we, have, we may have been stopped on the tracks, or the enemy has tried to choke us, Lord, we come to you, and Lord, we ask for your help this evening. Help us, O oh God. Help us, O oh God. Help us, oh God, because we know that all things work together for our good. We know that all things work together for our good. We are not like them who draw back, oh God. But we we'll put our faith in you. We put our faith in you, oh God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Hallelujah. Come
Come on, give the Lord a shout of hallelujah. Glory to God. We hope you were greatly blessed by today's message because God still has so much he wants to share with you. So stay connected every week to experience uplifting and life-changing moments in his presence.